Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Later this hour, we'll tell you about what's going on in Ukraine. It is maybe the worst day yet. Uh, Putin's bombed a children's hospital, uh, and they got no water, electricity, or food. So other than that, it's going pretty well. Yeah, there are multiple locations that the time that has passed is, uh, you know, seen uh, the exhaustion of food supplies and water supplies, medicine, the rest of it. And so the uh, situation is getting increasingly desperate. And uh, it's argued that Putin, too, is becoming increasingly desperate. And he's trying to win the battle by decimating little children and bombing hospitals. So just beautiful stuff. On a lighter note, major crime. You know, this uh, Ukraine story is so troubling, fascinating, historical. Um, we need to remember that the domestic front is continuing to to roll. And a couple of uh, stories out of Cal Unicornia, where progressive policies are tried out every day so the rest of the country can watch how well they work. Uh, the city of San Diego saw increases in nearly every category of major crime in 2021, mirroring a trend seen in other large cities across the country. Crime overall increased about 13%. Uh, the violent crime rate of 4.2 crimes per thousand residents was the highest the city's seen in nearly a decade. Property crime of almost 20 crimes per thousand residents, highest since 2016. But it, the trend is what is important, uh, rising. So Vehicle I had my house up 25%. I had my house spray painted and a bike stolen, two different instances. Those are both property crimes, right? Uh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's worth noting that the leadership of San Diego, which for so long was a notable uh, sea or, or island of red in a blue state, is becoming more and more purple to blue, getting more and more progressive. Uh, let's see. Vehicle thefts up 25%. Rapes up 18%. Aggravated assaults and thefts. Also double-digit dumps. Burglaries and homicides rose a couple of percentages each over the previous uh, record setters, et cetera. Um, so yeah, that's just absolutely lovely. And then this. And Californians, you know this to be true. The criminals have studied and followed the news. They have, it's like you picking up an industry newsletter. Maybe you're in healthcare, maybe you're in uh, engineering, whatever. You subscribe to the publications. Well, criminals know what's going on in their field as well, and they've seen that uh, California has decriminalized crime to a large extent. They don't prosecute for property crime. Sometimes the cops don't bother arresting you because there's no point in doing all the paperwork to have the Marxist DA throw out the charges. So word has spread, not only outside the state, but outside the country. And this article in the liberal San Francisco Chironicle, which cannot ignore this story because it's so enormous, talks about this guy who's uh, playing videos in the den above his parents' garage in Hillsboro in California. Um, and he hears an iron gate jangling outside, uh, rustling of bushes. Somebody's breaking into the house. He uh, sneaks downstairs. Uh, here's uh, people speaking in Spanish. He grabs a knife, sneaks out, and runs to the neighbor's uh, uh, house. Um, the thieves had ripped a safe from the master bedroom, pried it open, pilfered uh, many, many, many dollars worth of jewelry, uh, wedding ring, etc., watches, you name it, uh, computers, blah, blah, blah. Turns out the police think it's an example of what they're calling burglary tourism. International burglary tourism. International criminal criminal gangs 
knowing that the, the, the take is good in an affluent part of a state where the law isn't enforced, they see that it's like a, a real estate speculator seeing the hottest markets in America. They realize California is the hottest market for crime. And so police, I'll quote now from the Chronicle, Police would later describe the features of this burglary as typical of a pattern, one where tourists enter the U.S. through a visa visa waiver program, stake out homes in affluent communities, shatter a window to get inside and flee with a safe, designer handbags, high-end jewelry, ignoring electronics and other items easier to trace. Given the skill and alacrity required to get away with these crimes, police think the perpetrators may have extensive training. Atherton's uh, police commander, Dan Larson, said, The way they're doing it is textbook. It's the same every time. He said the burglary spree in his uh, town, the most expensive in the Bay Area, known for its sprawling mansions, long driveways, and tall gates, even has private security guards. But residents supported a string of burglaries in January, and police attributed six of them to thieves they believe arrived from Chile. Can you imagine? You, you journey from Chile to affluent parts of California because you know the uh, the pickings are so good. They don't consider crime crime there. Yeah. That's just crazy. Then they go into detail a, a few other uh, San Mateo County uh, for, for Californians, Hillsboro, um, L.A., uh, blah, 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 a number of other places. Uh, detectives in Fairfax County, Virginia, this is spread beyond California, obviously, uncovered a cell phone with ties to South America and linked it to hundreds of burglaries in 2020, while deputies from Ventura County Sheriff's Office in Southern California have apprehended several burglars they say were associated with South American theft groups. Unbelievable. And then, oh, this is so beautiful. This is That was the news story, all right? This is just, you, you need a chuckle, don't you? Come on, everybody, listen to this, would you? Santa Clara University law professor said, there's no real public safety rationale for identifying a perpetrator group by their immigration status. Unless your goal is to either reduce immigration to the United States or for some reason you're interested in stoking xenophobia or anti-foreigner bias. All right. Can you, can you believe that, S? How crazy is that person? You got criminal gangs flocking in to commit crimes from other countries, and you dare not say that they're from other countries. Well, because that, why would you even say that? These people are crazy. You we're, we're paying thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 a year to send our kids to learn from these lunatics. You're a lunatic, sir. Quit your job. Quit your job. <laughs> Go drill into gas tanks of cars like we were talking about earlier <laughs> to drain them into buckets. That's all you're fit for. You're not fit for teaching children uh, anything, you maniac. <laughs> wow. So Congress has just finalized a $13.6 billion aid package for Ukraine. Some of it military, some of it humanitarian aid. Of course, it's not going to get there fast enough to help the people of Mariupol. But I was going to say, I'm, well, yeah, well, that's an extreme case, but I'm more concerned with when than what. Yeah. How quick. Let's not be virtue signaling. Let's not be showing how great we are. Let's get this S to the Ukrainians quick. That price tag, by the way, more than double the White House's first request, which speaks to my whole, you know, the which direction the winds are blowing and growing sentiments in, in a certain direction. More on that in just a little bit. Um, the horrible, horrible day they're having in that one city. Well, all the cities in Ukraine, but one in particular. And and then we're still curious for feedback on the uh, the Armstrong and Getty plan of a giant humanitarian airlift to Mariupol and uh, in other country or other cities rather in Ukraine. Uh, 
civilian aircraft packed full of or, or military aircraft, but clearly unarmed transport uh, aircraft and and shove out pallet after pallet after pallet of food, medicine and water parachuted in Berlin airlift style. Why are we not doing that now? Is Putin going to fire on those aircraft? And if he does, what's the world going to do if, if he wants to escalate? You know, he's going to escalate. But don't be so cowardly that we're afraid to do what's clearly necessary of a passive, a pacifist nature, an entirely peaceful nature, because we're afraid what the bully might do. Come on. We'll get to some of the grim details of what's going on in Ukraine today. It's the worst day yet. And uh, that in a moment. I don't want to sour the mood for being able to talk about anything else like this. My trouble in finding the proper shapewear. I need some help from emailers and texters. How do you size it? So I got, I ordered some, uh, I, I just need a shirt. I need something to hold my uh, my moves in place. Okay. And the, the undershirt. And um, Is it the, the sensual bounce as you run in the sunshine? Or just, uh, you just want everything packed in a little bit? Yeah. Just flattened out a little. Exactly. Yeah. Huh? Okay. I, who am I to judge? And I, t- I, I, I just became aware of this. Really, I was completely kind of un- uh, unaware of this whole shapewear phenomenon, especially for men. And uh, so I ordered one of these shirts a while back, and I ordered a large, and it's just too loose. Oh yeah. yeah. It's it's like it's like wearing a slightly snug T-shirt. Well, that doesn't do any good. No, you need you need like a sausage case. Well, then, so yesterday I wore I I got a medium in the mail. I ordered a medium from a different company, though, and you know how sizes vary from company to company. I could barely get this over my head, and when I finally got it on my body, my heart couldn't beat. My heart was unable to pump blood through my body. Wow, I, it was so tight. That's too tight. I looked pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the brief time that I had it on, whilst holding my breath and getting Until he lightheaded. Passed out. Yeah. <laughs> The paramedics cut it off of him. So I think I might order that. But how do you size it? Because you you generally order your you get your shirts to be not too loose, not too tight, something in between. Generally, yeah, sure. Um, but that's not what you want. With I don't know. No, well, I think you've hit on it. It's it's a brand by brand thing. And I know what my wife would say if she were sitting here in the room with me. She would say, uh, "No, what you do is you order three sizes. Yeah, you pick the one that's perfect, then you return the other two. You might as well say." You order three sizes, pick the one that's perfect, design and build a nuclear reactor, and then send back the other two. <laughs> and start it's exercising. Sort of thing is insurmountable to me. And start exercising an hour a day. Too much paperwork. I, I, where's, the, where's the slip? The packing slip. What's a packing slip? I don't know where it is. I've got a closet full of things I intended to mail back because oh, they didn't boy. fit or work or I had one or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, I'm not proud of. I'm not going to mention a, a, an amount of money. It's, it's a few dollars. I have three sport coats that unless the style becomes you can't get within six minutes uh, i'm sorry six inches of closing them unless that's the new style sport coats that are just wide open (laughs) they will probably never be worn until the day i i drop them off at the thrift store no that's the style the lapels are supposed to stick forward because they're nowhere near being able to be buttoned reminds me of a paragraph i read one time was so well written about a woman sitting in a chair that was so tight for her. <laughs> it was as if people were wearing chairs like that, and it was the style of the time or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So I got to get the shapewear. But I guess I'll order the same brand in a large. Quality control in a lot of stuff. This cheap Chinese crap is so bad. Yeah. No joke. Sausage casing casing ish. 
but not too much that, well, for instance, your blood can't flow. Maybe you just go to uh, the Victoria's Secret and, and have them, you know, help fit you. And then what uh, what do people do if they ever if they, if they if they ever end up in a relationship that moves to a more intimate setting? You just like, OK, on the count of five, we're all going to reveal what we actually look like. Here we go. Let's all take off our shapewear. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five. Take it off. And bleh. no, everything no, no, just no, no, falls no. out. No, 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 no. Jeez, that is really not good. Nobody enjoyed that. Nobody enjoyed that. It was disgusting. It was hurtful. It was humiliating. Nobody wanted that. What you say is, I kind of like the lights dim. She says, bingo. Still too bright. Agreed. Good and dim. Dimmer? (laughs) Dimmer. Everybody wins. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, More on the way. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. couple of texts on the previous segment. Uh, I won't reset it if you didn't hear it. The fact that your heart couldn't beat means it's working, said one text. And also, why don't you lose some weight, Tubby? Hey, hey, hey. Easy. <laughs> that was my text. <laughs> Tubby. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. So now, Kentucky, I thought I grabbed this somewhere. I missed it. Kentucky Fried Chicken has pulled out of Ukraine? Of uh, Russia? Of, of Russia, I'm sorry. Um, so interesting. So yeah, I believe they call it Kremlin fried chicken there, KFC. KFC and Pizza Hut have suspended operations in Russia. There are a 1,000 KFCs and 50 Pizza Hut locations in Russia. This has become an avalanche of corporations. How much of it is doing the right thing? How much of it is they don't want to be the daily hashtag as hashtag boycott Coca-Cola ended up over the weekend? I'm a little concerned about where this goes and right. how often it's done, but right. but for now, I love it. Oh, I yeah. love the idea that every restaurant is closed and every Russian says, why the hell is the KFC closed? Somebody says because uh, of the Ukraine thing, although they are still getting mostly misinformation in Russia, I hope. The truth is starting to penetrate. And what effect is this having on Chairman Xi in China as he sees what the world can do if they all of a sudden decide they really don't like you? Right, right. Well, and and I've been reading a fair amount about uh, how China's reacting to this because they just announced that we're bosom buddies, we're besties agreement with Russia, an alliance without limits, they said. And now Putin goes, missteps terribly, and China's has faded back into, we got nothing to say. I, I think she, because you have to know, and I don't want to get too far into this, but one of the key tenets of Chinese philosophy and strategy is don't let your opponent know that you're an adversary. And if they start to think you're an adversary, for God's sake, don't let them know what you're after or how you're going to get it. And and the way uh, Chairman Xi sees it is Putin just threw all of his cards on the table and said, I'm coming to get you. And look, my good buddy, China's with me. And the Chinese are are aghast at this. That's the best guess of analysts, anyway. 400,000 Ukrainians in a city called Mariupol are surrounded with no electricity, heat, food, or water. People dying of dehydration before the bombing that happened just a couple of hours ago when Russia hit almost certainly on 
purpose, a maternity and children's hospital that has been uh, quite a bit of it crushed. I'm looking at the videos right now, and it's a, it's a horrible story. And I don't know what this is going to do to world opinion. I don't know if this is related or not. ABC reporting in the last hour that the United States is to send two Patriot anti-missile batteries to Poland. Hmm. Are we going to Poland? Okay. Are we going to put them on the border and are we going to shoot missiles out of the sky? Because we have the technology before they hit children's hospitals, for instance. Or is that for the defense of Poland? Um, I was reading uh, some of the analysis about, uh, we were talking about this earlier, and you know how Poland suddenly announced, hey, we got MiG-29s, we're going to hand them over to America so they can deliver them to the Ukrainians. And the U.S. is saying, no, 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 wait a minute, we don't want our fingerprints on it. Poland is there in the neighborhood, and they're worried about Russian aggression. And and they're like, no, you do it. We do, we can't do it. You do it. You're way over there across the ocean. You do it. Um, I think the polls are actually starting to get concerned for their national security. I could at some point read a little bit for, for instance, the Wall Street Journal has a good report about what's going on right there in Mariupol. But uh, this this city being under siege, I don't know. I have no idea how the, the American public is going to react to this, how our government's going to react to this. I, I think you're going to hear some strong statements today. Well, and it's the first of several cities. Oh, yeah. Thoroughly modern, beautiful, wonderful cities with great histories and decent people getting starved to death. If you miss an hour of the show, get the podcast. Armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. As the world watches the devastation unfold in Ukraine... Nearly 4,000 miles away, another crisis is deepening that we don't hear much about in the U.S., and that is the war in Yemen. The coverage of Ukraine has revealed a pretty radical disparity in how human Ukrainians look and feel to Western media compared to their browner and blacker counterparts. That is the insufferable Joy Reid. As usual, the, the deliberations behind the scene here at the Armstrong and Getty Empire is, do we even give this lunatic any air? I would but, generally vote no, but uh, it's just my yeah. vote. Yeah, I just say, uh, you're going to hear that from other folks, and it's probably worth mentioning that, well, golly gee, there's the fact that uh, the wars of conquest in Europe have led to two gigantic cataclysmic world wars. The idea of one advanced uh, uh, nation invading another on the European con- continent has been unthinkable for generations, and, uh, and, and the fact that uh, Ukraine is begging for our help, uh, that makes it uh, completely different, Joy, but... Golly, thanks for the input. The Middle East, it happens all the time, my entire life, always. There's been something mm-hmm. like that going on. It's uh, This is the worst in Europe since World War II. There's a lot of, a lot of reasons, I think. Oh, sure. And yeah. the fact that the towns look like our towns. There's just no getting around that. They're driving cars that look like the car you drive, wearing clothes that look like the clothes you wear, eating at restaurants you eat at, etc., etc., etc. No, that makes you a racist. You know, it's uh, it's just, it's clear. She has one card to play, and so she plays it over and over again, and that's fine. If you want to watch that garbage, uh, I wish that I could buy your time. Anyway, moving uh, on. So this Mariupol that I'm not sure I had heard of this city in Ukraine till today. Um, really, it's it's been one of the big targets. It's really a fascinating well, place, did, or it was until they leveled it. It didn't stick in my head. There's a whole bunch sure. of cities in Ukraine and... Uh, but it is encircled now, and people are dying uh, of of dehydration. That's the first thing that gets you. 
if you don't have access to water or electricity or anything else. Approximately 1,300 people have died in a week because of the blockade. Those numbers could go up fast when you get to the end of the water, like really fast. The city of the center of the city is no more, though, because that's where the hospital was. It was a combination children's hospital, maternity hospital that has been leveled mostly by Russian missiles. This is deliberate annihilation, says the advisor to the mayor of Mariupol. You're going to hear a lot of this today, which is an interesting conversation point. This is one of many, many tweets I've come across like this from opinion makers around the world. There's no humanity left in the Russians who bombed that maternity hospital today. There's very little humanity left in the Western political leaders who let this happen when they could have stopped it. I think there's going to be a lot of that sort of talk today. Yeah, and, you got to be careful of over-emotionalism. We could have stopped it how? Well, maybe maybe with the time machine, responding much more strongly to the incursions into Georgia and Crimea, etc., you know, in years gone by. Wall Street Journal is reporting that we probably have moved into a more vicious phase of the Russian invasion of Ukraine today with the bombing of the Children's Hospital. It ain't like Putin hadn't thought of it before, because that's what he did in Syria all the time, bombing hospitals. He was holding back for whatever reason. I don't know what his calculations are. Footage released by the Mariupol mayor's office showed wounded people being taken out of the hospital complex. What's left of it, if you've watched any of the videos, there's a, well, I'll just read this, which appeared severely damaged by the attack. Images from the hospital showed a large bomb crater and indications that the blast, which took place around 5 p.m., had knocked down trees and torched cars in the area. That's a powerful blast. Mm. Details unavailable as to how many people killed or injured. They're still trying to pull people out, but they pull people out and they can't give them any water or get them any medical help because they got no electricity. It's uh, going to be an ugly next few weeks, said CIA director. What's the name of the CIA director? I couldn't have told you this. William Burns. I couldn't have told you that. Um, he told Son the House Intelligence Montgomery. Day. We're going to have an ugly next couple of weeks. Well, the serious ugliness, like it wasn't ugly enough behind. There are already two million refugees out of Ukraine. Uh, It's a city of 400,000 people who are starving and dying of thirst, and now their hospital has been bombed. That's what Putin is willing to do. The question is that everybody has. I was going to read from Tom Friedman's column in the New York Times, because this is what he's on about today. What's Putin's endgame? Can, uh, please get to that. Can so, I, I, I've been thinking about this for weeks. I can't imagine. Can somebody talk to Putin and, you know, somebody he would trust? Could somebody he trust get to him? Maybe President Xi of China is the only person that could and say, look, let's go through the options of how this turns out. Because for all the he's rational talk, what's rational about continuing this? What do you think? Is going to happen. Even if you do get all these people to submit, you kill and wound so many people, you've taken over the country. And then you're gonna what? Well, I was gonna say, and you've anticipated it, I could see him saying, yeah, I'm gonna reduce it more or less to a pile of rubble. It will be a vassal state or a part of Russia. I will rebuild it, and it will become part of the greater Russian Empire. You're going to rebuild it with no uh, Visa or MasterCard or restaurants or access to your own money. Uh, So many things. These sanctions sanctions aren't going away soon. And with an insurgency that makes Afghanistan look calm and poorly armed. Right. Funded by the United States and everybody else. It, it, It doesn't make any sense. How is that rational? 
I just, I think maybe, and I want to hear what Friedman said, if you have it handy, but I think maybe Putin made a couple of gross miscalculations and is now trying to figure out where to go from here. And not to be an idiot about it, but it's the proverbial, he's in a hole and he's continuing to dig. Yeah, well, as of today, as of a few hours ago, he obviously thought bombing that hospital was going to help him achieve his, his, uh, his goal which nobody can figure out what it is. You know, this is grim, grim calculus. I get it in Syria. It's horrific. Sure. Horrific. Yeah. But if you are trying to subjugate a population that's already under the control of, say, the Assad regime, and you're just going to drive out any rebels, you're going to kill the will of the people, then you're going to move your soldiers in, you're going to regain that ground that's already your country, and you have the infrastructure there to hold it, I get that. It's horrific, but I understand it. The idea that you're going to stretch your power out to occupy a nation as large, geographically large, and as populous as Ukraine and cause the sort of generations of hatred. Hatred isn't even a strong enough word for the way the Ukrainians are going to feel about the Russians for the rest of their days and their children's and their grandchildren's days. The idea that you're going to project your power and hold that ground, that's just insane. It can't be done. Well, in the financial aspect of it, it's unprecedented what the world has done to Russia. Right. And, they, and, they, no, and nobody's backing off that anytime soon. The Russian stocks market, stock market is still closed. The ruble has lost now 60% of its value. So you're going you're gonna to hold that territory and rebuild with what? People can't use their credit cards. They can't get access to money. Putin can't. The government can't get access to the money he had saved up. Right. Well, exactly. How does this turn out in any way that's not a disaster? Well, it doesn't is the ultimate point. It's a disaster. It ended up being, and I give Putin some slack on this, nobody predicted NATO coming together like this. Right. Up until like a week and a half ago, we weren't going to hit him with the heavy sanctions. We weren't going after the billionaires. We talked about that on the air. Who uh, The billionaires that were mentioned in Biden's list weren't even like in the top 40 billionaires in the country, CNN reported. I mean, it was a weak kind of pretend effort. Germany was going to continue with Nord Stream. All this stuff was going to happen up until like a week and a half ago. So you can't blame Putin for not recognizing what was coming his way. But now that it has, what is he going to do? Well, and everybody forgot uh, the words of Napoleon when you're considering the strength of the Ukrainian defense, that uh, morale is to strength, was it, Uh, as three is to one. And Ukraine has morale that's, well, if it's three to one, uh, they have it ten to one over the the Russian troops are like, what the hell are we doing? Well, again, here? getting to how you could see how Putin came to his calculation. Our own freaking president told Zelensky to leave. So, I mean, obviously Putin thought, well, the guy's going to go set up shop somebody else. I'll put in a puppet government. Right. The, the world will do what the world always does. Look out for their own individual interests and let me get away with it because it's happened the last four times I've gone to war. You can a see great how, point. You can see how Putin thought that, but uh, it has not turned out that way. And how it ends, I have no idea. We will finish strong next. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Take a deep breath, and I probably should say I probably should say this every day to myself, if no one else. We probably know a third of what's going on. Mm -hmm. Maybe higher, maybe lower. 
substantial share of what we think we know might not be accurate. Yeah, and I was going to say that, and the chunk of stuff that we're uh, we've read or heard might be wrong, either accidentally or on purpose by who knows who. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll speak for myself. I'm unquestionably on the Ukrainian side, Zelensky side in this uh, battle, but uh, Volodymyr Zelensky is no fool, and, and he comes from TV. He understands that the uh, the energies of the world are his greatest weapon, and he understands that making sure the world sees the worst is important to his cause. Um, and, and there's a history in warfare sometimes of, of uh, exaggerating that stuff. So it's difficult to say exactly what's true. Uh, well, I'm looking at that video of that hospital that has been confirmed by CNN, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, all kinds of different people. Um, it seems to have been obliterated. And he did that in Sirius, so we know it's part of his playbook. Anyway, a uh, different story we were talking about earlier, Purus, U.S. defense official, this is Jennifer Griffin of Fox News tweeting out, what is going on here? This is why I mentioned the... We only know like a third of what's going on and half of what we know might not be true. Both Patriot missile batteries, or two Patriot missile batteries have been positioned in Poland and they are manned, according to the Pentagon. The decision was made by Secretary Austin with close consultation with Poland, according to a U.S. defense official. So why do we have manned Patriot missile batteries in Poland? Do you know? I think to defend NATO. Defend the eastern flank in NATO. I just wonder if do they have some sort of il- intel that Putin is considering expanding to uh, a, br- a brushback pitch, if you will. I, I don't know that that's not true, but I would just note that there have been a number of moves in that direction. We've moved a bunch of troops and equipment and stuff into uh, various eastern NATO countries over the last several weeks. I just think it's one more of those. I could be wrong, but uh, Russia has launched seven hundred and ten missiles into Ukraine since the thing started. I wonder okay. if the Poles are just saying, hey, there's a hell of a lot of missiles flying around next door. Uh, can we beef up our missile defense over here? Can you guys help, please? More breaking news from CNN. The Pentagon announced the 500th additional troop has been sent, and they expect to eventually have 100,000 troops in Europe. I have no idea what that means because I don't know how many people we keep at, for instance, that German military base my brother was at all the time. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's interesting that the era of us with tens of thousands of troops in uh, Germany, for instance, and other places around the world has just gone away not too terribly long ago because we figured, ah, things are so peaceful over here. Right. What the hell are we maintaining these enormous bases for? So so uh, our, our service members can go to Oktoberfest and send home pictures? Sometimes you have to read. So the this is the news is breaking everybody everywhere. U.S. Bolters, Bol- hmm, slow down. U.S. bolsters defense in Europe sends two Patriot missile batteries to Poland. So, could be strategic militarily, what you were just talking about, or why is that being announced by the Pentagon today? Maybe that's the whole point, Hmm. is the story to be coming out for Putin's consumption, for our consumption. I have no idea. There's so many moving parts in something like this. Well, and add to that, clickbait. The news media's desperation to get the most shocking and outrageous stories on the air. You just, there's so much. I mean, never mind the fog of war. You got the fog of war, plus the fog of spin by governments, plus the fog of, of clickonomics. Yeah. As uh, Mike Lyon said earlier in the show, and if you if you missed that in the third hour, you could grab the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. We're sending thousands and thousands and thousands of high-tech tank-killing, plane-killing weapons to the Openly. Ukrainians. Openly, 
For some reason, that's okay. Plane's not okay. He actually said on the show a week or so ago, if you didn't hear it, about how we've never lost a tank in one of these recent wars. He's surprised that Russia would lose a single tank, and they've lost 200. I have yet to come across a a serious commentator or authority dispute what that uh, former diplomat said, which was all of the money, the, the incredible amounts of money poured into modernizing the Russian forces has been uh, a lot of it has been siphoned off or. Uh, they and this is so Soviet too, which is interesting. They ordered tanks with certain specs, and they checked all the boxes at the factory. But you know, some of that armor plating is awfully expensive, and I could buy a yacht instead. Wow! And so a lot of it's just completely corrupt, and they've got crappy tanks, like the old Polish submarine with screen doors. That's really ill-timed. Not funny and ill-timed. Submarine would sink immediately with screen doors. Would let in the water. It's a moronic idea. Right. Yeah. Um, What's black, blue, and floating in the Chicago River? The last guy to tell a Polak joke in Chicago. Oh. Hmm? Is that what that is? Yeah, it's a Polish joke that Mm. Polish people are stupid. It's a vestige of days gone by, ugly, ugly days gone by. How'd that ever get started? Poland's our friend now and has been for a very long time. And the Polish people are incredibly brave and and, and, and courageous. Well, um, and of course, of average intelligence, like all people are. You know, it's it's like, uh, you know, when, when we lived in Kansas, I remember people talking about how stupid Missourians are. And <laughs> right. when I was in Illinois, central Illinois, I can't remember exactly who was taking a kicking. You know, North Carolinians made fun of South Carolinians when we were living in Charlotte, and and on and on it goes. So, oh, yeah. Oh, and, of course, everybody makes fun of the Belgians I became aware of when I was in Europe many years ago. They're the country that gets kicked? Oh, yeah. Yeah, everybody gangs up on the Belgians. You can always tell a Belgian, but you can't tell them a much. Ho, ho, ho. Le Belgians, le stupid. Am I wrong? I am not wrong. Yeah, I know. Oh, I know. Who knows where that sort of stuff comes from? Well, I'm going to be looking for some belligerent talk out of some of our politicians today reacting to the horrifying news. So we'll see. You know, and now is not the time for belligerent talk. Now is the time for sensible, insane analysis of of events and what our possible courses of action are and costs and benefits. It's Tom, when, when things get crazy, that's the time cooler heads need to be in charge. An aide to Zelensky says that his boss has survived more than a dozen assassination attempts already. Wow. Hey, yo, son. This is Final Thoughts with A&G. Like the urban field there. Yeah, man. Pumping. It's, it's a little short. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day. There he is, pressing the buttons, our technical director, Michelangelo. Michael? Yeah, I was talking to Hanson. Coming soon to the A&G Merchandise Store. A&G Let's Go Brandon Siphon Hoses. For for novelty purposes only, hopefully available soon in red, blue, and mint green. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, Young Alex is our behind-the-scenes producer. Alex, a final thought for us? You know, with such troubling times in the world, I try to focus on the positive, and my positive today is I think we are going to get a deal in the owner-player lockout deal for baseball. Really? We're going to get a season. Really? Okay. I hadn't heard that. That's excellent news. Great. We'll stay on that. You stay on that story. Jack, do you have a final thought for us? Didn't eat a donut. Somebody brought in donuts early, so they've been sitting there for four hours. I didn't eat one today, which is amazing restraint, although I haven't gotten out of the building yet. The reason being, I ate apple pie last night for dinner. Clarification, I didn't eat it for dessert. That's what I had for dinner. That was the salad, Oof. the entree, and the dessert. I sat on the couch, 
It's a sad man eating apple pie. But so I didn't eat a donut today, and I'm pretty proud of myself. So I was trying to figure out, speaking of breakfast, which one of the uh, the like breakfast bars I was going to eat. One has 15 grams of sugar, but it's zero added sugar. They're made like out of dates or figs or okay, something like that. That's fine, in my opinion. The other one has just 11 grams of sugar, but it's all added sugar. Right. Like the natural sugar is okay. I think so. I ought to opt for that one. You think? not? No, well, not all experts agree, but I think so. I'll never okay. believe that sugar from a fruit is the same as other sugar. It's like that four out of five dentist, that fifth dentist. I'd like to talk to him. <laughs> Seriously, sit down. Well, probably from Belgium. 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 Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. If you miss part of the show, grab it via podcast, armstrongandgetty.com. God bless America. Armstrong and Getty. That's why we're here today. I expected more. Their behavior has been nothing short of uh, thuggish. They're locking up my toothpaste. It's not a bad idea, don't get me wrong. I think it's you can put it on the table. Are you sh- Let's not go through this again. So let's go out with a bang. Because we have the ability to see what can be unburdened by what has been. And then to make the possible actually happen. What in the hell heck are we talking about? On that high note, thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty.